Now Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Shara McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, located on the South Shore, and I have been working as a full-time realtor and sales and marketing consultant for home buyers and home sellers for the past 15 years. My unique approach to assisting my clients to the next chapter of their lives is driven by being a team player and by offering them continuous training, education, advising, and mentoring. Every week, I will be providing you with real estate topics ranging from home buyer and home seller advice, legal matters, insurance binders, flood insurance concerns, home inspection questions, environmental worries like radon, lead paint, and mold, mortgages and loan programs, staging tips and ideas, real estate contracts, market trends, home values, and more. It's a talk radio show, and you can follow along online. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. If you missed any of our shows, you can listen on my podcast at talkrealestateradio.com. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me regarding your home sale or your home purchase, you can connect with me anytime at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. And hello to all my South Shore neighbors. This is Sharon McNamara, and you are, of course, listening to Real Estate Roundtable here um, with WETV 95.9. Uh, we have Ben in studio. We have uh, Dustin, who is in Boston. We have Mary on her way to an appointment. Uh, we have Melissa that's running around getting some stuff mm-hmm. together for us. We have Teresa Roth, who's a full-time real estate agent, going to be joining us tonight. She's also from Boston Connect Real Estate. As you know, Boston Connect Real Estate is the proud sponsor of Talk Real Estate Roundtable here uh, for our in-house radio show and our radio program. Dustin, what do you think of the new background, buddy? Looks good. Doesn't it looks it look really good. Nice. Yes. We have our new soundproofing going on. How do we sound, Ben? Muto Benny. Oh, Even awesome. you sound good. Yeah, I know. I, know. I, don't I bet you say that to all the girls. <laughs> um, so a quick, a quick, a quick, a quick overview of what we're going to be doing tonight. Um, Mary will not be joining us. Uh, so it will be myself and Melissa here in studio. Uh, we have Dustin in his um, apartment in Boston. Um But if you have any questions about our show uh, tonight or real estate in general, uh, you can call the studio 781-837-4900. Ben can pipe you through to us. Uh, So at any time you feel as if you want to chime in, we'd love to hear from you. We are so happy that we have listeners Um, because if we didn't, why would we continue doing this? It wouldn't be worth it, would it? I mean, I like to hear myself talk, but but we all talk to each other all day. I know, I know. And sometimes Tuesdays, it's been a sort of a crazy Tuesday as well. Um, So Mary hasn't been feeling well. Dustin wasn't feeling well today. I wasn't feeling good this past weekend. Yeah, I haven't taken my allergy meds. uh, So Dustin was able to provide them for me. So I haven't been feeling well, but I'm feeling better today because of it. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, were you able to get us onto Facebook, uh, Dustin? Uh, ben is the host. Ben I'm the host. the host. Ben, you started it. You started the no, show. No, but so. I guess I'm finishing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell you what, maybe we can re-swippy-swapperoo and figure it all out while Lisa DeMilo does her thing. 
All right. Well, if we have Lisa, uh, we can throw it over to her. Lisa, this is Sharon, and I miss you so. And um, I hope that the traffic is doing okay tonight. How's it looking out there? I know, Sharon, it's been such a long time. Miss and you, you too. To and uh, and Mary and uh, Melissa. Anyway, uh, the traffic so far, Route 24 South, stop and go from 495 down to crash at Route 140. The expressway southbound slow from Mass Ave to Columbia Road. You're back in it from Bryant Ave to the split. Northbound's an easy drive from Braintree to Boston. Route 3 South is good down through the South Shore. 93 is moving along in both directions between Braintree and Canton. And Chickatabit Road is closed in both directions between Route 28 and Wampatucket Road. This report is sponsored by Amazon. Amazon is hurrying. They've got boxes full of what's important to be packed up and delivered. Enjoy benefits and flexible shifts. Go to Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon's an equal opportunity employer. Traffic on the nines every morning. I'm Lisa DeMilo in the WATD Traffic Center. We now return to Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services on 95.9 WATD. you going to keep me safe? My team has been answering that same question for almost 25 years. Hi, I'm Mark Stiles of Stiles Law, where we specialize in solutions. We're asked virtually every day, how are you going to help me avoid court and costly lawsuits or financial devastation or catastrophic injury? And now, COVID-19. Well, we will meet you virtually on Zoom anytime, or you could swing by our outdoor office where you can meet with our lawyer of the day right here in Marshfield on State Road 139. Call 781-319-1900. 781-319-1900. The Styles Law Team Concierge is standing by to put you in touch with the appropriate team attorney. You can also find them on YouTube at Styles Law for free, valuable videos to help guide you. Remember, it's always best to be proactive so you aren't forced to be reactive. Mark Stiles can also be heard every Thursday night at 8 o'clock as he co-hosts The Dr. Joe Show on 95.9 WATD. We now return to Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services on 95.9 WATD. And hello to all my South Shore neighbors. You are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable here at Boston Connect Real Estate. Um, I am in studio with Melissa Wallace. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Yeah, remember um, who, who used to do that with us all the time? Ryan. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. He used to do that all the time. He was excited to see us. We have been in studio at WATD 781-837-4900. If you have hey, hey. Any- 
Hey, hey. <laughs> we also have uh, Mr. Dustin Hughes. Uh, he is in Boston. Can we give him another hey, hey? Hey, hey. Hey, hey. hey. Yes, and I'm just going to start this show by um, congratulating Mr. Hughes on his engagement to Casey McNamara. So, um, your fiance. How's yes. that sound? It sounds great. And I'm your future mother-in-law. <laughs> so congratulations, actually. We're super, super excited for you. I don't think that I have stopped smiling all day and Melissa has not stopped crying all day. <laughs> I literally can't stop. And I'm going to start it again. Like, I've just been crying since 10 o'clock last night. I, I don't even know how I have any more. Like, and Laurie's like, what is your problem? I'm like, I love love. Like, I just love love so much. It's so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> for, for other people. Yeah. I just, well, Melissa I just, came downstairs earlier. She's like, my sister's getting married. I was like, what? She's like, yeah, my sister's getting married. Like she's got engaged. And I was like, and then I'm thinking she has like a sister. I'm thinking like a, like a sister that's like a blood relative. And I, she's yeah. like, Casey, my sister, Casey yeah. is getting married. I have one brother and he is 19. So he's not getting married. <laughs> but my sister Casey is. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So we're super excited for you guys, Dustin. And um, as you know, Mark and I adore you. And, um, you know, we are just, we sort of knew that you were the one as soon as Casey told us after your first date that she thought you were. So... <laughs> There you go. Um, but <laughs> guys, <laughs> I know Ben. So if anyone wants to call in and congratulate um, Dustin and Casey on their engagement, feel free to call in 781-837-4900. You can also <laughs> find us on Facebook. So you can go to uh, the McNamara Broker team. You can go to Sharon Costa McNamara. Uh, if you want to see all the pictures. Um, I love the fact that our hair was a mess and she had on <laughs> a sweatshirt. <laughs> Surprise. Yes. Everyone is always so perfectly like aligned and ready. You know what I mean? for that moment but mm, yeah I mean like I feel like that would be the perfect thing for like a lot of people it's just like oh yeah hey by the way want to get married but yeah I feel like that's something that I would want yeah so you know if anybody out there wants to ask. <laughs> <laughs> um, well I love that Dustin I'll share one thing is like I think Dustin said that he in hindsight, not really planned that way. He preferred it that way because they were able to, Casey FaceTimed me. He was able to FaceTime his parents. Then they were FaceTiming friends and calling friends and texting and was just able to have everybody sort of enjoying the moment last night. So um, what a special, special time it is for us for sure. So yes. thank you very um, much. Yes, congratulations. Um, again, talk real estate uh, roundtable here at Boston Connect Real Estate. We are live in our home studio here in Pembroke Center. 781-837-4900 if you want to ask us any questions about real estate or if you want to just congratulate uh, Dustin and Casey on their engagement. That would be great. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> Dustin, how many people are saying, so have you planned a date yet? Like, because I haven't even asked. Like, I want you to enjoy like the engagement part. It's now that. More than more than I would have expected because I wouldn't expect anyone to have anything planned already. And add on top of it, everyone <laughs> like who I wanted to get married. Yeah, <laughs> there's you, no, no one's getting married. So regardless of what we want, we can join the other people from the last year who are still waiting to plan a wedding. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so tonight's topic, we are going to be talking about. Um, 
fall top tips and how to maintain your home in the fall. Um, so just fall tips just in general, just things that you should be doing to maintain your home, whether you're thinking about selling it or not. Um, but if you're thinking about selling it, um, some things that we think that you should be thinking about for the interior, exterior of your home throughout the fall months. Um, if you're thinking about coming on the market in the spring, there are certainly some things that you should be doing in the fall to prevent certain things like ice dams or um, just different things. So we're going to go over a bunch of items with you tonight. And I know, Dustin, you had a couple articles uh, that you had uh, looked up for us. And I know Melissa had a couple of things as well. Right? Yep. <laughs> There's your microphone. Yes, yes. Sorry, I'm trying to get <laughs> Yes. Um, yeah, I, I feel like, you know, we've we've sort of um, touched upon this before um, in previous shows. Um, mm -hmm. So if you go to talkrealestateroundtable.com, you'll be able to look at all of our past shows um, or go on, you know, any of the podcast apps and look for that. But, um, you know, we just, I feel like fall sort of just like showed up one day, mm. like, and was like, hey, like, I'm here now. I'm here. Like, yeah. it, we didn't really have much warning because, mm -hmm. like, I can't even believe that it's October 20th. Like, oh, yeah, that is it just... Fall your jam, too. Fall, fall is my jam. And, like, I was so <laughs> happy taking out all of my winter or, like, fall and winter clothes out of the basement and, like, switching out my summer mm. because I organized all of Did my Did they sweaters. fit you? Like, do you know? Because, like, here's the thing for me. Like, I have the COVID-10, which I've heard people now have COVID, like, 15, 20, and 25. So I oh. am actually going to, like, I'm going to try to lose the 10 I gained because I have a feeling we're going to be in quarantine again. And, uh, you know, I'm going to gain it all back. Oh, well, don't have that outlook on life. Like, I don't. What are you doing? Well, what do you mean? <laughs> I mean, what sounds better than sitting in front of a fireplace in the winter months having some wine and cheese and crackers? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's great. But, like, you know, have a little bit of, like, you know, <laughs> body positivity, man. I know. I know. I know. I'm going to have a wedding to go to. I know. <laughs> now we have, like, a goal. Well, I guess you haven't set a date. Like, I mean, I guess, it's, I guess it's a little too soon. But you know, it's all about Melissa goal. and what Melissa wants. No, I know. I said to Sharon, I was like, so are we going to have, like, an engagement party? Yeah, what I know. Who, who does that? <laughs> Whose job is that? Dustin, did you consider any of these possibilities when you did what you did? Yes and no. <laughs> Welcome to adulthood, my friend. <laughs> ben, did you have an engagement party? We did not have an engagement party because uh, shortly thereafter with uh, all the COVID stuff, and it's just, yeah, time got on and it was just like, yeah, we'll have parties when it's time for parties. Yeah, I know. It's all about I, th I think that's what it was. I think it was a thought a while ago mm -hmm. before everything started happening and... Yeah. Sometimes you just got to play off the hip. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So let's get, um, I was going to say, let's get down and dirty on this topic that we have going <laughs> on, but it's the opposite of being dirty. It's about being clean because that's basically what everybody wants when they're looking for a house, right? Yeah. 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 Um, so, you know, we obviously did a little bit of a research and, and, but, you know, to be honest, like, we're sort so of common sense. Yeah, a lot of it's common sense. Um, sorry, I'm super distracted by this, but um, yeah. So, Dustin, I, I know you got to keep us on. You got to keep us on track because we're all over the place today. Yeah, Dustin, can you ask us some questions? <laughs> yeah, I'd, rather, I'd rather just answer questions. And did Teresa you get Teresa the um, the code? I'm trying to do that right now, and I think that's why I'm not keeping you on track. 
Yeah, so Teresa Roth, um, full-time agent here at Boston Connect Real Estate. Um, she, you know, will be joining us in a few minutes. Um, but, you know, we, we sort of, we put the ball in her court at first and then we did what we usually do and say, you know what, I think we're going to do this. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we, we wanted to, you know, get this topic out there because yeah, fall is here and I feel like nobody really knows if it's going to be a bad winter or not. Mm -hmm. And it's always, I heard it's going to be mild. I hope so. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's always safe to prepare sort of for the worst or mm -hmm. prepare, you know, and this isn't necessarily like preparing your house to sell. It's also like preparing your house for longevity and, and getting the life expectancy out of, you know, heating systems and just like mm -hmm. regular maintenance things that you should be doing as well. But obviously this is a real estate, you know, show so mm -hmm. we will be talking about some things that can we talk know, about the yeah. engagement though one more time oh my goodness you gotta talk about the engagement <laughs> so this is this is what one of the things i want to say is like 2020 really has not been like you know a super great year for a lot of people and you know this coming at the end of the year sort of brought a smile to my face because ben wait until you hear this story so i was like you know i've never had my car detailed i'm gonna get my car detailed and um i got a phone call the other day we actually did all of our vehicles mine was last and i get a phone call hey how's your day going i was like all right i was heading into boston last weekend and um i was like but this doesn't sound great so somebody backed my car into like a boat that had its propellers up and crushed the back of my car oh no I didn't even flinch. I was like, all right, so that seems very much in line with what would happen in 2020. And I was like, but <laughs> no one got hurt, right? No Sharon one watches hurt. it burst into flames and goes, I'm okay with this. Yeah, it's, you know what? I just like, I'm sort of numb to it. Like, because I honestly feel as all that sort of stinks, like things could be a lot worse in my life. You know what I mean? So um, no one got hurt. That was the most important thing. And the company was fabulous about saying, hey, this was on us. We're going to take care of it. You know, we're really sorry. And, you know, hey, at the end of the day, who really cares? It's a vehicle, right? But it was just like, really? <laughs> Hello, 2020. Oh, really? That is a crazy story. You're right. I hardly believe it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It you, you called me and you were just like so like nonchalant about it. And I was like, what? Like, um, I feel, again, I feel like I have more emotions about it than everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's talk about some of these top tips. So again, you're listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable here on WETD. We are live. We have been in studio, 781-837-4900. If you have any questions for us, you can catch us on Facebook, hopefully at some point. We're not sure yet. Um, and we're going to talk about the fall, um, the fall lineup, I guess, or fall, what you can do in the fall to prepare your home. And uh, any luck there with Teresa? Yep, I just invited her. I think okay, perfect. All right, so one of the, um, well, if she comes on right now, what we're going to do is let her introduce herself. But um, so top tips. So one of the things we can talk about is sort of the maintenance, which you tell us which way we should go. You want to talk about maintenance ideas that people can do if they're just thinking about, hey, I want to maintain my house over the winter months or do you think that there are some people that are out there right now thinking that this is a really great time to put their house on the market still and top tips that we should give them in regard to creating that autumn appeal um, to get their house on the market? Uh, all right, I'll talk to myself. I think we should start with that. <laughs> so, well, first of all, Teresa, can you hear us? Are you yeah. here? 
There's Teresa. Okay, Teresa. Hello, Teresa Roth is with us to save the day. Maybe you can get us on track. We're just sort of all over the place because, you know, there's all kinds of stuff going on. Teresa Roth is a full-time real estate agent um, and advisor at Boston Connect Real Estate. She is uh, one of the kindest um, people that I have ever met in my life. She has this um, aura and energy about her that is so positive and giving that um, it's easy, I bet, for your clients just to lean into you because you're sort of there with open arms all the time. So can you just let our WAT listeners know a little bit about you and the areas that you service? Sure. Um, you guys can hear me, right? Yes, we can. Um, I basically service anywhere from Quincy to the bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, I have family that I was born and raised in Weymouth. I lived in Holbrook. I lived in Taunton. I live in Pembroke now. Um, I have family that lives in Wareham. So I have managed to help people in all of those areas because of my open arms. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I, this is actually my 10th year in real estate. Wow. Huh. And I, my 10th year on uh, Boston Connect has been out on our own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was asked the other day if, um, if someone gave you all the money in the world, you didn't ever have to worry about a paycheck, what would you do? You know, would you retire? Would you travel? And, and I said, no, I would, I just, I don't think I'd ever quit real estate mm-hmm. ever. I, no. I love it. Maybe I'd do more with the money I made and give it away, but I really, mm-hmm. not having people be happy in the house they live in mm-hmm. is quite possibly the most beautiful gift. Yeah. You know what I think is so nice about it? And I, I feel as if it is sort of the the energy of all of our agents at Boston Connect Real Estate is really that I feel good about our job because I know that we're doing the best to protect them through these processes. So like, you know, the market that we've been in lately, there's just been so many things that are going on where buyers are making decisions in 15 minutes. And, you know, there's just sort of a lot of moving pieces and buyers, I I just think making decisions that they're not comfortable with or they're not familiar with and us just being able to sort of hold their hand and let them in um, and through that process, I think is a huge ordeal um, that I enjoy doing. So um, Teresa, so tonight we're going to be talking about, you know, fall and um, tips that we can give people if they're thinking about coming on the market right now, which it's not, it's a great time. I think the fall is a great time to come on the market. I've always said, if you want of less inventory, you're better off in the long run. Um, but that's been sort of our, uh, the, the mode of operation that we've been through in the last months, especially during COVID, where we've seen a lot of activity. Um, we are starting to see a bit of a slowdown. Um, Um, things are still selling quickly, but we're not having those multiple offers. Well, that's not even true either because (laughs) some of the properties are, I mean, right. We had two um, agents this weekend who had multiple offers on um, properties. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And it's weird because um, I believe they were both in, in Whitman um, and, you know, Whitman is, is sort of a hot market right now. Um, and I know that, you know, I was talking with Jess Page. She's a realtor here at Boston Connect Real Estate and she um, has two listings in Whitman right now. 
And, um, you know, she was like, oh, yeah, I've actually been doing a lot of business with women. I'm like, yeah, the whole company has like all year. I've, I've, I've noticed that. But um, but yeah, so we had two two new listings go on um, this past week and um, both had multiple offers. So we're still seeing multiple offers, you know, at or above asking for properties. I mean, it's it's sort of going going a little crazy right now, of course. Um, you know, so, you know, we're still, we're still seeing that quote unquote hot market. Um, you know, it, but, you know, we definitely saw a little bit of a slowdown, um, you know, but we sort of saw it, we, 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 it's sort of constant still throughout, you know, different price points. Um, so I don't know, uh, Teresa, have you seen anything or noticed anything going on right now? Definitely noticed things have slowed down a little and, and it's not, I agree with Sharon in that it's not that it's really slowed down. Um, I say it's given clients some breathing room. So you actually have breathing room from when your house goes on the market and you don't have multiple offers before you actually have the open house. People who are looking to buy aren't getting frustrated because they can actually shop. They can actually look around and take a minute to make their decision. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's where I think is, is really coming into play. Um, maybe it's because we don't have as many people looking as we did July 1st. Um, but I think the fall shoppers are serious shoppers. And that's what I love about them is that they're not looking to make a quick, fast move. They're not looking to settle for anything because they want to get in before the school year starts. They actually really care about what they're buying. And I think they have a better chance mm -hmm. at knowing the house they're buying better. Yeah. We have rain. We have mud. You'll know if the basement gets flooded. You'll know if there's a leak in the attic. Some of the trueness of the weather of New England starts to show through on a house. So you don't have the, I just put a fresh coat of paint on and I'm not telling anyone that it leaked last week. You know? Yeah. So I think the buyers get to really... Yeah, I, I, what they bought. I agree. You know, we've always sort of said the more serious buyers come out in the fall and the winter time because, you know, some people think, oh, I don't want to put my house on the market in the fall and the winter. Like nobody's looking and I want to be disturbed. But those are the more serious ones. They're the ones taking time away from possibly family, um, you know, during the holidays to go and view a home that they could potentially be able to host their family at one day. Um, you know, so there, we always tend to see like the most serious buyers, um, you know, in, in the, in the winter months. So, um, so, you know, I, I 100% agree with that. Um, Dustin, you haven't really gone through a winter with us yet, but you know, buckle up because <laughs> we, no, I, I like I like everything that Teresa said, and you can you can see it too. They're they're not necessarily always in a rush, and like you said, they're taking their time now, and they're also not prone to be pushed around. They're not going to allow yeah. kind of a frenzy market and intimidation from listing agents to kind of put them in the situation they don't want to be in. Exactly. Exactly. I, I agree with both of you guys. Um, you know, like I said, we've always sort of, um, gone through, you know, real estate here with knowing that, you know, the, the most serious buyers, um, you know, are coming out in the winter times. There's less, um, 
yes, there's less inventory, but there's been less inventory or not a lot of inventory all year. So that's not really going to change. Um, you know, so I feel like the more, the most serious sellers come on the market in the winters, um, you know, in the most, the most serious buyers are out there and, you know, they're still, they're sort of either new to the game or have been in the game for a while and is sort of like, you know, waiting for the perfect one or have been, um, you know, outbid a lot. So, um, you know, that's why we sort of always see, and, and a lot of um, relocating as oh, well. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, that's a big one. When I forgot people, about that, yeah. When people, um, you know, we actually see it m probably more on the, at the higher price points, um, you know, relocating because of jobs and schooling or whatever. Um, you know, we see a lot of people coming in, in you know, December or January to sort of start their new jobs mm -hmm. um, with the yeah. new year, so. It's incredible so, how much more composed of potential buyers, we did. A, we went to see a house in Marshfield yesterday, and no rush to move has plenty of time. And just walking through the house, it's it's night and day between someone who's in a rush and they're looking around, they're frantic, they're really unsure of the decisions they're making. It's casual. They see what they want to see. They really assess everything. You're like. Oh, that was enjoyable. Dustin, you said it was really, really busy there too, though. So how do you feel other people were reacting in that open house as well? The other way around. It was like we were standing <laughs> in the middle of a storm. Not because there were so many people, but just because she, she was, she ended up, we actually agreed. We didn't really think the value was there for what it was being listed at, but, and she could communicate that and she thought that, and she didn't need to look for, reasons to like it or not like it or you know what do you think they're thinking and she mm. didn't care what anyone else thought <laughs> she trusted her own decision and was like mm. i know where we're at it's almost like she didn't have to justify you know getting into this bidding war and you know overpaying possibly because one of the things teresa if you had listened to some of our shows over the summer months one of the things that i came up with was you know we have the appraised value which is how an appraiser looks at things we take those numbers and then i would say okay this is where i feel feel the market value is well how much do i think you could get maybe above that you know, from an appraisal standpoint, but then we had emotional value. And that's when the buyers were, you know, going in and they were feeling that frenzy. I love a comment that Melissa used this morning. She's like, honestly, like it felt like we were in a hurricane that was stuck in a tornado. <laughs> Do you remember saying that? That was, that was on fire. It's just been so sort of like insane. And mm -hmm. it's just like one thing after the other. I and mean, like, we can't put our heads down because we have to be focused on what we're doing right now. What's the next step? We have to mm -hmm. be sort of like 10 steps ahead of everybody because right now, and we've said this on the show, it's like, we feel like we're doing everybody's jobs, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it, uh, you know, that's just who we are. You know, if things aren't being done, then we just got to do it ourselves. And, you know, yeah. And it's in the middle of the craziness that we have with the different environment we're living in right now. Uh -huh. So you have some people who are out of work. You have some people whose hours like ours became, you know, 15 hour days to get the work done because so many people were looking. So it was a complete whirlwind. And I think the best suggestion we could have to any client is do your homework. Mm -hmm. Before you start looking at an open house, know what your budget is. Know yeah. what's important to you. Know what's important to your spouse or whoever else is going to be living with you. Mm -hmm. Know what you're looking for before you go in so that you're not either one, 
disappointed because you just spent a whole day doing open houses and nothing was what you wanted. Mm-hmm. Or you're not disappointed because you just lost out because you wanted more time to think about your decision and mm-hmm. there were too many other buyers to give you that time frame. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that's really nice as I'm sitting here listening to you is us going back and giving this advice to our clients too. You know, there are de- there are definitely situations where we have a client that is in, you know, a desperate mode to get into a house. But for the most part, it's like, we don't want you to make a decision based on, you know, emotional value. If you choose to do that, that's fine. But we're going to tell you what we feel as if the value of the house is. Let's- we actually have a caller. Oh, we do. <laughs> yes, right, great. we have Todd from Duxbury on the phone with us. Todd, can you hear us? Hello, everybody. Hello, Todd. Yeah. This must be Todd Webster. How are you, it my is. friend? Full, disclo- <laughs> full disclosure, I'm a realtor, too. And by the way, I totally agree with you guys. I think there's a little weird drop in the market, but still, last weekend, I wrote up an offer that was 20 grand over with cash buyers, and I felt like wimpy when I presented it. I actually apologize. <laughs> it wasn't like it wasn't enough, enough, right? Yeah, it just wasn't good enough. And it wasn't. Actually, mm-hmm. we didn't get it. So, yeah. But um, no, the question I had tonight is when I ran into, and it kind of fits in with your fall discussion there, is yeah. uh, boy, you really got to get your septic system, Title mm-hmm. Five, and potentially installed if you fail. That's mm-hmm. like one of the first things you have to jump on right now and make sure that they don't pump it prior to you getting over there to list it because mm-hmm. that sets the whole process back another three to four weeks because mm-hmm. um, they don't want to test an empty system. But um, the one thing I wanted to ask is, have you guys run into any type of programs? Like, I almost feel like there's a business out there for these poor people who get this bad news and they've got to pay 25000 for a septic. And mm-hmm. where, do, where do they get the money? Yeah. yeah, so Todd, that is a very, very good topic. And I've been working on um, this form that we send our clients um, information wow. as we're listing a house, you know, just to get, you know, the full information on the property. Because I feel like our job is to, you know, I, by the way, just for full disclosure, um, Todd is at Success Real Estate and Todd and I worked you know, together a lot. And uh, we were in California together. We've been to a lot of conferences together. So he's like my big brother. Um, and, you know, I love that we can have this relationship where it where we're colleagues we are not yes. competitors and I, I love that about my relationship with you and your brother and everyone else over at success um right. so yeah, I, I'm I, happy that you have this radio show because you've always been smarter than me so I just <laughs> I, I've been telling you that for yeah. years you okay have that recorded now. <laughs> it's recorded that's a new meme or whatever those gifts yeah, Dustin yeah. could you make that one I just want that playing over and over again um but one of the things with the septic system I think it's really really important that, um, and I put this in, you know, do you have private septic or do you have a, you know, city town? And I write right underneath it. I said, it is, it is highly suggested to have your system inspected before you come on the market. And one of the things is from, even from a buyer's agent perspective, if I was a buyer's agent, I'm not going to be buying a property after the fact if it failed, because I want to know what type of system are you going to have mounted? Is it going to be a right. pump up? Is it going to be a tight tank? Like there's so many things that could happen. Is the septic yeah. system now in the front yard, but you're going to have to put it in the backyard. And that's where I was going to put the in-ground swimming pool. So 
there are a lot of different things that go into that. Um, the people who don't have the money to have it, I know that some of the towns at one point, now I don't know just because of COVID sort of taking over a lot of yeah. the budget resources. Board From of what Health. I understand, it's kind of weak on the town support right now. You know, yeah. it's, it's more like, you know, and a lot of people think, well, maybe I could just get an equity line. Well, nope. Now you're on the market. That makes that very difficult for some reason. You know, you can't pull an equity line when your house is actively on the market. So, you know, you're left with some other sort of, you know, what, rich uncle type of thing. It doesn't <laughs> seem like there's a lot of options for people. So it's just something yeah. to always bring up. And if you're a seller, think about it. because Yeah. And some you know, companies, you too, caught. you must have some contacts, Todd, too, because I have some contacts that mm -hmm. I work with. And I always say, you know, would you consider taking the money at closing? And what we right. do is we just wait and the system literally goes in the week before closing. You know, yeah, um, you can, tight, but, you know, but the, the, the septic installers can be really difficult about that. I mean, yes, you have to have a very special relationship. Because at one point, that poor septic installer has to issue you a certificate of compliance without being paid, mm -hmm. you know, and that's that's always dangerous for those guys, you know. So it's it's not an easy ask, but you're right. If you're if you're connected well, you can get that done. But well, all you need is like some long eyelashes and say please. So it's always works yeah. for us, Todd. I don't know what the problem yeah. is. But you know, one yeah, of the things I do do though is this mm. one contractor that I do use a lot, and I always say to him, "I'm happy to put up a check from Boston Connect yeah. Real Estate in order just to so you feel secure knowing that this yeah. will get me." And I don't do it for every client. I mean, it is in no, certain. No. You know. But a lot of times they're very solvent. You know, they've got plenty of equity. You know, they're not going to get burned. So it's not a problem. It almost feels like a business idea for somebody out there. Yeah. Let's get into that. Angels. Oh, let's All be right. partners. The right, septic great. angels. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everybody. I just want to call in with that one. All right. Thank, thank you. Todd. Um, All right. Bye-bye. That was Todd Webster, and he is um, a real estate agent also on the South Shore. He's a great guy. And um, like I said, I love that we can have these relationships, you know, with our colleagues, because if he has a listing, I hope we have a buyer. If we have a listing, I hope he has a buyer. So uh, that's how it goes. Just something to note about the Title V, just because this is something that we have run into recently, mm -hmm. is that, you know, even though, you know, you 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 might know that you need a new septic system before we go on the market. It's always important to sort of get a jump start on that, like mm -hmm. with installation, because if you get an offer that has a tight timeline and, you know, the the installers and, you know, everybody, they're backed up right now, you know. So or you could run into a problem, which we just you, happened to yeah, have in Hanson. You can run into a problem. So that could potentially push out your closing, you know, because that's something part of financing that, you know, they need a certificate of compliance or a passing Title V in order for financing. Uh -huh. um, so, you know, that's something that's super important to sort of get a jump mm -hmm. on. And I think that would be a good show for us to do. So, Dustin, can you write that down as a note? We'll do a show on Title V. Um, I'm actually glad he called in with that question because in this brief real estate career of mine, if someone asked what was the most surprising thing that I did not know going into it, I would have to say the importance of your septic system, <laughs> which I've probably given... Yeah. 10 to 15 seconds of thought. 
my entire life <laughs> well, leading into this career. It's interesting that you say that because and I've come across this mostly when I do open houses, um, especially, you know, when we were doing open houses at Copperwood in Bristol, you know, it's private septic here in Pembroke. So a lot of people from the city or other towns that don't have private septic, they have town, they don't know what a septic mm-hmm. system is. So, you know, educating yourself on on what a private septic system is and when sort of the maintenance that goes into that um, mm-hmm. is super important as well if you're a buyer because I've had people come in and say, I, what? And, mm-hmm. I, and, you know, I've said like, oh, you know, the septic tank is in the front. What's a septic tank? Mm-hmm. What is private septic? You Teresa, did you recently have to do one at your house, a septic system? Yes, I actually, um, and we used the town's process. Yeah, of, okay, um, so explain what that was. Well, you go to the... Um, town hall water department you fill out an application it's basically kind it's kind of like a loan that they're allowing you to um redo your septic system and the bill gets attached to my water bill so yeah. and you pay it off over time it's usually a much lesser rate you know two three four percent the towns don't charge a lot mm-hmm. um and you can go in giving a certain amount of money if you have a certain amount of money um, this the septic system here we bought here 10 years ago and the septic system uh, passed when we bought it but two years after it didn't so it was just right at that edge where the septic system's lifespan was starting to wear out um, well there was probably a big difference too so who was living in the house like an older couple and then you came in with three kids and a ton of friends there you go yeah, uh, septic system. <laughs> uh, for, so we really, it, I had to go to a guy, a septic installer, and have all of the plans drawn up of everything that was going to be needed, everything going to be done, and it had to be done by a company that the town approved. So each town has a list of people that they have appropriate credentials that they know are going to install what the town has for expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you have a company that the town has never worked with, you're probably just going to have to jump through a little bit of hoops before you get that stamp of approval because they want to show that the company is not just installing a hole in the back of your yacht. Um, we have to thank Todd for bringing up a topic. On, well, it is related to what we're doing, but now we're totally on septic systems. <laughs> and it's definitely something you'd want to do in the fall. You know, I tell most of my clients, plan on the fall to have everything pumped anyways. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have that time of year, you know that the changing of the clocks, the changing of the season, have a list of things that you need to make sure you're on top of. Yeah. And the other thing for me, coming from a city in Weymouth, I, I tell you the biggest thing I miss is my garbage disposal. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Casey and Dustin have one and I spent my weekend there um, and <laughs> they had one and I was like, this is fantastic. Yeah, oh. <laughs> Teresa, for the four years that I've known you, I thought you lived in Weymouth this whole time. I didn't know that. That's when you were, that's why earlier when you're like, oh, I can just go home. I'll be home in two minutes. I'm like, no, she lives in Weymouth. Like I used to do that. Like what is she talking about? Like, yeah, sure. And then you probably have driven by her house a thousand times. She, on your way to Copperwood, you drive by her house. Okay. Mary waves to me in the morning. Well, you know, I thought like we were like the Weymouth girls, you know, like I thought, and now we're, now we both live in Pembroke. You've just been here for 10 years. So um, I just have one comment that came through uh, Jasmine Glasgow, um, who is actually uh, the loan officer that we refer from Maritime Mortgage. She is wonderful. Um, She responded with a septic holdback for purchase. 
and for owners in Massachusetts has finances, owners mass has financing. So there, there are still banks that are allowing a hold back for the uh, financing of a septic system. So that's really good news. So yeah, um, well, it's good news, you know, for people who might not be purchased and need that money like right away to purchase something else. But if you are using all of the proceeds from your the sale of your house to purchase something else that could potentially delay the purchase because of of the septic holdback so you need that money and the holdback is usually more than the price of the septic system because they put a cushion in there yeah in case something else may happen so So what happens is is they you have to get three estimates and proposals and then you have to um then they'll take the highest one and it's one and a half times of that they'll hold back. But I just want to make a comment right now just because, um, Teresa, um, I don't know if you've met Dustin, but Dustin is Casey's fiance. I have met Dustin. Okay. I have seen that Dustin has amazing taste (laughs) (laughs) in young ladies. And I can see that um, there's a couple people that I think that this is hilarious. So there's a couple people that are chiming in to like watch Facebook. So Jackie Polito, um, who is one of (laughs) Casey's friends. And she, I, I honestly have to tell you, like, when I tell you, when you, you get a, t- like there's, there are no favorites, right? When your friends, when your kids bring friends over, but isn't there really a favorite, Teresa? Oh, yes. So, you know, Jackie Polito from uh, St. Mary's. She's like my favorite. I literally love and adore this girl. So she's checking us out right now. And hey, Jackie, she sent me a text earlier. She's like, hey, Mrs. Mack, let's start planning a wedding. (laughs) We have to go to a break soon. But one other thing is Kelly Donahue is my cousin. And I see that she's watching. Hey, Cal, um, I just wanted to show you that this person that's sitting over here, that's Dustin. Uh, no, it's that he, way. He no, well, this is he just no, engaged. Yeah. He just engaged my daughter. <laughs> no. Yeah, round of applause. <laughs> so that was a shout out to my cousin Kelly, and I love you to my cousin. But we are at the top of the hour right now, so it is uh, seven o'clock. Ben, are you ready for our seven o'clock uh, news update at WATD's News Center? So ready. And there we go. We'll be right back. W-A-T-T-F-M Marshfield, W-B-M-S Brockton. This is the South Shores Radio Station, 95.9 FM W-A-T-D. Streaming online at 95.9WATD.com. And with your smart speaker, just by saying play W-A-T-D. AP News, I'm Jackie Quinn. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says negotiations have continued tonight with Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin as their self-imposed deadline nears on another virus relief package. Without an agreement, at least in principle, Pelosi thinks it will be too late to enact anything by Election Day. And history shows prospects for a deal in the lame duck session after the election would be slim. The administration has increased its offer to $1.8 trillion, but Pelosi prefers a package of more than two trillion. Mike Hemp in Washington. The Associated Press has learned Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell privately said that he's warned the White House against agreeing to a large relief package because that would divide GOP lawmakers. McConnell is introducing a scaled-down bill 
which is criticized by Democratic leader Chuck Schumer. When the American people are suffering to put this political stunt on the floor a second time, is cruel. A new government report finds the coronavirus death toll could be much higher than the 221,000 reported by Johns Hopkins University. A study finds there were 300,000 more deaths this year between February and September than in years past. The Justice Department has sued Google for abusing its dominance in the online search and advertising space, the government's most significant effort to protect competition in decades. The family of slain Saudi journalist Jamal Khashoggi has filed a federal lawsuit against Saudi Prince Mohammed bin Salman, accusing him of personally ordering the brutal execution. Stocks rallied after yesterday's losses. Strong earnings reports helped pave the way. It's opening night of the COVID-delayed World Series. The Tampa Bay Rays face the L.A. Dodgers in Texas. Dodgers third baseman Justin Turner. You got to beat the best to be the best this is ap news good evening easing into autumn no snow in this forecast so you'll hear about it in the northern part of the country the northern plains the upper midwest and uh, the tropical storm epsilon will strengthen to a hurricane though that'll be far east of bermuda kicking up the surf here toward the weekend no wind-driven rain to be concerned about though the visibility can be an issue with patches of dense fog forming overnight and a subtly breeze coming in and turning more easterly with cool air over the state of Maine. Again, visibility very poor into tomorrow morning, a bit of mist in the air. Then the clouds will gradually start to show some sunny breaks with a temperature near 60 early, reaching for 70. And it's going to feel quite nice for this time of the year tomorrow night. Not much lower than 60 degrees under a clearing sky on Thursday. Sunshine, the high 73. The breeze will turn back in from the Atlantic late in the day. And then Friday will stay cooler with an ocean breeze. Sun, a few clouds, a high of 66. Milder for your plans. All the fall foliage color nearby on Saturday near 70. For WATD, I'm meteorologist Rob Gilman. Market turbulence can cause panic. And you might be wondering if your investments are allocated properly. I'm Kirk Reed with McNamara Financial in Marshfield. Let me help you understand your investment strategy and ensure that it is suitable for you. Then you can turn off the financial news and move on with your life. We now return to Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services on 95.9 WATD. And we are back. You are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable with Boston Connect Real Estate's broker team. Everyone is laughing at me because I'm so good at my job and I'm having a hot flash. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Tonight, uh, we are joined by Teresa Roth. She is a full-time real estate agent here at Boston Connect Real Estate. Say hello, Teresa, one more time. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello. If you want to listen to any of our past shows, you can go to talkrealestateroundtable.com. Um, you can go to your podcast app and put in Talk Real Estate Roundtable. You can put in all of our names. You can put in Boston Connect Real Estate. You can go to social media and find us, uh, McNamara Broker Team, Boston Connect Real Estate, all of that fun stuff. No, you my favorite? To, what? Alexa, play Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Oh, yeah. And lo and behold, she does. Oh, and she's so yeah. smart. 
Yeah, she is. She really is. Uh, <laughs> you can go to bostonconnect.com and get all of our contact information, including Teresa Roths. Um, so thanks, Teresa, for joining us tonight. That's a little special surprise when somebody says, hey, can I come on the show? And we're like, yes, <laughs> please come. <laughs> um, but Teresa, how about we start with you? Should we start with Teresa and just ask her? So if let's get into what we're talking about. We're talking about some fall tips, maintenance tips to, um, to prepare your home. If you're thinking about coming on the market in the winter, in the fall months or winter months or top tips that you could do for maintenance just to keep your house like safe and sound, I guess, during the winter months, if you're thinking about coming on the market in the spring. So what is one of your top tips that you would give your clients if they were putting their house on the market? I'm going to give you both. If they're going to be putting their house on the market in the fall, or if they're going to be putting their house on the market in the spring, do you give them different advice? Um, Well, my first advice is always less is more. Mm. You know, people need to be able to walk into your house and say, can I imagine myself here? Will my furniture fit? Can I see my family growing here? Can I decorate the way I want it to be? Is it my style? Mm -hmm. Or if it's not, would it be simple enough to shift to make it for me? Mm -hmm. And the other thing, this time of year... um, very short, funny story. My very first house I sold was in Rockland. And it was a big, really old, expansive cape. One that they had added two or three additions on. So the square footage was close to 3,000 square feet. It's a very big house. Mm-hmm. We did the home inspection. And the home inspector went to check the chimney flue. Oh. And when he... Went up and under to open to make sure the flu opened and closed. A mama raccoon and babies came down to him and oh. said hello. Oh, geez. I love raccoons. Yeah. That home inspector pandas. He moved so <laughs> face was white as a ghost, and he couldn't even breathe to tell me what he saw. Um, needless to say, the deal still happened, but we then had to have someone come remove the mama and the babies, and put a cap on the chimney. Mm-hmm. People don't think about putting caps on chimneys after they buy their house because they don't see it. Mm-hmm. It's not something that's obvious to them. But Can you have, imagine what that first fire would have smelled like? Having the first, <laughs> really, having someone go through your house, if you if you want to sell your house, the best thing you can do is have a and is that you? No. contractor oh. or... Um, I'm sorry, my puppy just came in. Okay. <laughs> I, thought, I thought Ben was typing. Uh, yeah, I'm almost done with that letter there, Miss uh, McNair. <laughs> no, that's my puppy. Um, I made a typo. Contractor, if you have got someone who's um, in the professional field, have a professional come through your house and look at the things that maybe a home inspector is going to see mm-hmm. so that you can fix things before it goes on the market. Mm-hmm. The last thing a homeowner who is emotionally invested in a house wants to hear is that something's not right Mm -hmm. when they've been living there for the last 37 years and haven't had an issue. Mm -hmm. 
I think that the sellers in situations like that with, you know, I, I find in particular with my boomer clients is they they seem to be more surprised about what comes up in a home inspection. You know, like if there's termites or something like that, they're like, of course, if we knew we would have definitely, you know, taken care of that. That is what we're talking about tonight is just some fall maintenance tips that you should be doing in order to, you know, make sure that, and you should be doing these every year. Like you just said, you might have been living in your house for 37 years. If you haven't done anything in 37 years, I, I would guess that it's falling down, but um, certain maintenance tips. So um, I, I agree with you with the flu and having that done. And I remember I had told this story previously is give your house a walk around, walk around your house you're not going to do it in the winter when there's a lot of snow out there um, or in the bad weather. But I had my house painted. Um, this was two years ago. We did the sides of the house and we had it painted and I had to tell the painter something. Uh, Kevin Senna, by the way, best painter. And I went, he was on the side of the house where the chimney is. I never go over there. I, I mean, I have a neighbor over there, but we have trees. There's no need for me to ever be over there ever, right? And I went over there and I looked up at the chimney and there was a crack going right down my chimney. I, I mean, I had no idea because I never, I, I've never been over there since the damn thing went up. So <laughs> I had to get that fixed. And I have another good referral for that. Springetti, Steve Springetti is great out of um, uh, Kingston. So you should definitely as a homeowner, I was very surprised to find that, mm -hmm. you know, so that's why we're talking about maintenance, fall tips for ma uh, maintenance, you know, if you're going to be putting your house on the market. I think one of my bigger ones that I think is really important and is really easy is l simply cleaning out your gutters mm -hmm. because again, we don't know what this winter is going to bring. And if you have a lot of leaves in your gutters, then what ends up happening with the snow and the ice, you get these ice dams, which causes internal damage mm -hmm. on the walls mm -hmm. and in the attic. And then when you go to sell your house, so I have a house right now that I'm listed and something came up where they were up in the attic and they saw some water staining. And I had to explain that's from previous to the new roof and previous to when they had, um, they had an ice dam actually after the fact. So you could still see the damage. So from an ice dam. Mm -hmm. So that's my top tip. Go. That is your top tip. Top tip for being outside. Whatever. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Are you paying attention? Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm literally having a hot flash here. Um, so I would say that, you know, I agree with taking a walk around, um, you know, because there are parts of your property that you don't really ever go to. Um, well, I already used that one. You need a new one. <laughs> with you. Okay. So, how, um, you know, make sure that you you know, clean up your yard, do some yard cleanup, do, you know, yard maintenance because, you know, if the snow falls and then, mm. you know, there's, you know, stuff all over your yard or, or leaves or anything like that could be damaged to, mm -hmm. um, you know, to your lawn for the next year. So, you know, if you're potentially going to put, be putting your house on the market, um, you know, so it, it could be. Um, One of the things I don't like is when you're driving by houses and, you know, the kids have all the toys or whatever in there. There's nothing worse than seeing that first snowfall with a big wheel covered with a nice misty thing of snow all over it. Like get those things out of the yard because then you're going to get another snowfall and then nothing is going to get moved. So I think it just sort of looks messy. Yeah. I'll tell you what it looks like to a potential buyer. Mm-hmm. If Good. they're not going to take care of the toys that are in the driveway, how well are they taking care of the house? Mm -hmm. I 100% agree. 
toy away should take seconds. Mm-hmm. You're doing two things. You're cleaning up the front of yard for, for, for show, but mm-hmm. you're also taking care of your stuff. When you take care of your stuff, people know, they notice. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. I remember one time we were selling a boat. We had um, a 22-foot scout, one of my favorite boats, which I never sold it, by the way. And the guy came, I think he was from Revere, and he came to the house. He looked at the boat, and he bought the boat. He never took it for a test drive. He He never put, he never splashed the boat in the water and we were like do you want to take like a sea trial type thing I know it's only like a 22 foot boat and he's like looking at your yard if you take care of your yard the way that you're taking like if you took care of your boat half as well as you take care of your yard I know that this boat is fine so it does really go to play into the whole thing what you were saying Dustin any thoughts for you yeah I would say test every part of your HVAC to its full capacity mm, that's a good one. it's it worked last year and then you use a whole different part of it during the summer and your house is going on and all of a sudden it's the coldest weekend and it doesn't work mm-hmm. not where you want to be yep i would and I say think that's good too because checking the ac unit because you can't check an ac unit in the fall months when it gets too cold and in the winter months. So that's actually a really good tip. Um, If you could get something in writing from an HVAC guy that says, I thoroughly inspected this, you know, in October or whatever, that's a good tip. And that goes with everything that you have done. Save your paperwork to hand it off to the, to this, you know, the buyer. My girlfriend just closed up her pool and she lives in Connecticut and she's, she's selling her house. And all the paperwork of who closed her pool up and what he did and what it looked like is in that package to go to the new homeowner because mm-hmm. they can't see that it's worked all summer. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Probably maybe not as important, but this is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear it. Take your screens out. Oh, I love that too. We yeah. encourage people to do that during the summer. Yeah. <laughs> and so you start losing sunlight. You want to get as much light as you can in there and you're not going to use them. Take them out. Yeah, that's a really, that is a good one. You know, the other reason why I like to take the screens out in the winter is because if you ever get, like where my house is, it isn't that way anymore because all the trees are grown. But when we had bogs in front of us and bogs behind us, the wind would whip through there like the damn tundra and like the snow would like stick to the screen. So like it it damaged your screens. So we always took them Mm -hmm. down every winter too. Um, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but I do. Um, the, I just really want to get to these tips because I'm reading them and these are actually really great. So like inspecting the siding of your house, mm-hmm. um, you know, I in clean the gutters is on there. Uh, check water drainage, which I think is super important like to do before it starts to freeze out there. Because if you don't have proper water drainage from your house, now you're getting uh, like ice like all around your house or you could potentially get water back into the basement. Um, and that could be a hazard, especially if you're putting your house on the market and, you know, you're responsible for your, the, the maintenance of your house. So if somebody falls, that's on, that's on you because, you know, there's ice and stuff. Inspect the trees as well. Oh, that's a good one. Which I thought We just was, had us tri- trimmed at our house. Yeah. Um, we actually had a tree um, removed here at the office because one day, it was my day off, but I walked, I came in, of course, to like, you know, check <laughs> on something. Um, and I am talking to Mary and I just see this tree like swaying in the wind. I'm like, oh my gosh, that tree's going to fall down. So the next day we had it removed, but super important to 
inspect your trees because if we get heavy snow this year, you know, they mm. could potentially be falling down. We have trees falling down just from wind at our house. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Can I mention one too that actually yeah. happened here? And I want to give kudos to Mary Baker on this one is we've been having a lot of heavy rains the past, you know, few weeks. We've had some really bad storms. So this is really like our first winter of paying attention, you know, or fall being in the property because we bought the building last June and we were doing a complete renovation. But Mary, um, she, and I think this is because she goes to so many home inspections. Probably. She was in Melissa's office and she just, I don't even know why, but she looked up. So that's my top, another top tip is just look up, look down. And she saw a water stain in Melissa's office. So when I came in, she's like, hey, I think that we have a um, a leak in the roof um, <laughs> because there's, you know, a water stain in Melissa's office. So Mark got up there and there's some vents up there where the water's coming through. But if Mary didn't look up, it could yeah. have been, you know, it, all that I, insulation sitting on Mary Melissa's desk. Yeah, it's weird because I always tend to have, like, I always look up. So I, that day, it was last Friday, I literally left the office for an hour and a half to take, because I was having some car issues. So I was having my car looked at and I, and I come back and she's like, oh, you have a leak. I'm like, I leave you for an hour and a half. What <laughs> happened here? What's going on? Like, you can't take care of this place without me. Yeah, then Mark came and, and inspected it all but um but yeah we had we had had you know heavy rain last week and Mm -hmm. then we thought that it was going to rain over the weekend but i don't think it really ended up raining yeah well and that's like one of my my points i guess about that is by looking up and just taking the time it's it's maybe it is once a month where you're walking around the house and you're just doing that it seems sort of ridiculous because we're all so busy but if mary hadn't noticed that i assure you i would never have and Melissa probably would have, but let's just say it was in a room that isn't used that often. Yeah. You know, like it could have then been something serious, but now what if we're into a winter and we have a lot of snow on the roof and we can't get up on the roof and we can't take care of it. So I think that that's another good one. Another good one for exterior is organizing your shed. Mm. So if you have a shed, put all your summer stuff in the back because if you keep like your like a snowblower or whatever, Mm. like shovels and stuff, put them, move them to the front because that's what you're going to be needing. So instead of like having to rummage through your shed, because how many people have very, very organized sheds? Who came up with that top tip? That's somebody with a lot of time. Yeah. It says, (laughs) (laughs) what do you think? (laughs) Teresa, are you going to organize your shed this weekend? I did that this summer. Oh, jeez. That that goes along with taking care of your stuff outside. Again, I did a showing recently, and we were outside first, and the first thing we looked in was the shed. Immaculate. (laughs) And I swear she had a little pep in her stuff going into the house, was ready to see the house, because outside was Uh just, everything was in its place. It's mm-hmm. it's interesting that you said that because when I I remember doing the open house over on Birch Street um, with Mary and be, you know because of COVID we're only allowing ten people in the house and so you know when we do that and even when we had that busy busy open house mm. that six hour long open house six over hours. on Stanford Hill that was supposed to be two. Um, you know, because people were waiting outside, they asked if it was okay to walk around and yeah, sure. You walk around, you know, as long as you're not in the house, you can walk around and be, you know, distant Mm -hmm. from each other. But then they're looking in the sheds. They're looking at the garage. If it's open, you know, Mm -hmm. they're looking at the, the landscaping. So they're, they're spending more time on those things because they're, they have to Mm -hmm. eat up their time at some point. Yeah. Um, so, so I think that's super important. Mm -hmm. 
um, look up, look at your roof, see, you know, mm-hmm. if, if, um, you know, you see anything, obviously, you know, not everybody is a roofer, but mm-hmm. if, if you and see don't anything, go up there yourself, no, you know, when no. we're talking about, and this is sort of serious is, you know, we're talking about trimming trees. We're talking about cleaning out gutters. We're talking about checking out your roof. Um, honestly, like I don't recommend that any homeowner does it. I mean, I just think that hiring people that do these things, we have a lot of great referrals, um, especially like trimming trees. That one always sort of bothers me because they're called widow makers for a reason. Um, so you want to make sure that you're, you know, being careful about those things. So Teresa has been a little quiet for a while. So what do you think she's thinking over there? Well, realistically, all of these things, if you're going to put your house on the market in the next two months, you need to come up with a really good solid list and start chipping away at things. It needs to be a priority. But for the average homeowner, when you're thinking about, we did a, a seminar a while ago called right sizing. Mm-hmm. And about every 10 years, your lifestyle changes where you could easily move and right size that shifts how your family's needs are. Mm-hmm. You know, when you first get married and then you have 12 kids, of course, we didn't really have 12 kids, but, but <laughs> what you need is different. And my husband and I, this summer throughout COVID, did this. We walked around our yard. We walked around our house and thought, okay, in three years, we want to move. What do we need to do now so we can gradually chip away at it and it doesn't become a huge burden so that in three years, we can sell? Mm -hmm. So I think every homeowner really could take something to prepare for their life to be easier later on by walking around their property and saying what really is needed, what isn't needed. And if you're going to make major changes like flooring, bathrooms, kitchens, go neutral. Mm -hmm. Anyone can change a room with a coat of paint. You change the color, you've changed everything. But if you go really trendy with the specifics of a flooring or cabinets, you're kind of stuck with it. Mm-hmm. And that's going to need to be a facelift five years from now when you decide you're going to move. And I think that that's a really, really solid advice because we do have a lot of clients that ha- that will call me and just say, you know, I hate to bother you. Is there any chance that you could come over to the house and just give me some ideas of what I should be thinking about? I'm not coming on the market until the spring or I'm not coming. I'm, we're not planning on doing this for a few years. Like what are some things that we should do? We need to do or we don't have to do at all. And I feel for the most part, a lot of people think that they need to do more than they actually need to do mm-hmm. or should do mm-hmm. for the return of investment on it because of HGTV. I, I was watching that the other night and I was like, why are they doing that? Like they don't need to do that in mm-hmm. order to sell the house. Yeah. And okay. I know that there's, you know, there are some, you know, companies out there that offer some great programs where, you know, they're, you know, they're real estate offices and they're saying, oh, we'll lend you the money to change out your kitchen counters because we know that that's going to bring in more buyers. And people, there's no buyers, like the buyers need listings. So whether you change those counters or not, all you say is the house is listed and priced according to the condition it's in. So you don't have to waste your time doing a lot of things that these people think that they need to do. Originally, Teresa started this whole conversation with less is best. And I think that that's the most solid advice that we can give people too, when it comes to thinking about, you know, what you should be doing this winter, you know, everybody, 
if you're stuck in the house, if COVID hits again, that is an awesome, awesome time. We're dressing down on Friday. There's your memo, by the way, uh, Dustin. We're, de- we're dressing down on Friday because we're going to clean out our storage areas down here and clean our office off um, closets. That's what we're going to do this weekend, this mm-hmm. Friday. Yeah. So. And I mean, it's something that we, we need to do maintenance wise, you know, and I'm, I'm sort of a person that lives in organized chaos and it doesn't always work for everybody. And it's getting to the point where it's like, I need to organize everything in my office and I need to, because, you know, things happen. Like if I, if I have to drop everything and leave, like everyone's going to be able to have to find everything. So, mm-hmm. you know, and it's the same for your house. I mean, if you, you know, if you need to find something, you know, mm-hmm. in the uh, is drop there of the a hat. better feeling than that? Oh, I yeah. need a pair of scissors, and well, you go over why... to your closet, you open the ca- and there's your scissors. Well, there's that's nothing why better. It's so satisfying when we call Audrey and ask her for something, and she's like, <laughs> "Yes, it is here," and she gives the exact location of something in this office because she knows where everything is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So Ben, we have what about seven minutes? Just checking with our clock that we have in studio here. I have five by my clock. Okay, well, <laughs> all right. I have six, so I know I'm a minute off. So um, so what are some of our rounding thoughts here for our Talk Real Estate Roundtable? Um, we do have a couple more minutes if anybody wants to call in, 781-837-4900, or if you want to leave us a message on Facebook, uh, we're happy to answer that. Yeah, I think we obviously we focus more on the exterior, just a couple, you know, points. I, I would say what, what, here's my question. What do you think is the most important thing to uh, focus on in the interior of your house? To Bastion, this is rapid and fast because we have a couple minutes. So go ahead, Teresa. Inside, what is your biggest tip for people? Kitchen. Mm. It's where everybody lives. I don't know how small it is. You got to make sure the kitchen is it shows well. Mm-hmm. Someone is going to open those cabinets. Do not shove everything in the cabinets. They're going to mm-hmm. open the cabinets. They're going to open the drawers. You know, mm-hmm. my mother used to call it mother-in-law cleaning. No, you don't do mother-in-law cleaning if you're going to sell your house. <laughs> hey, did I tell you I'm going to be a mother-in-law? How cool is that? <laughs> Dustin's I like, literally, my heart just dropped because I, in my head, I, I heard like grandmother. So I was like, I'm sorry. No, what? no, 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 no. <laughs> I am a grandmother to Sophie. That's it. The puppy. Dustin, what would you say? What is one of your top tips for people on the interior of homes, what they can do? Do the spring cleaning in the fall. Oh. It needs to be, like Teresa said, you don't want to say empty, but less is more. It should spotless. Mm-hmm. Nothing left over. Yeah, I agree with that. What about you? I would say um, keep up with your maintenance of your heating system. Mm. Um, you know, we're getting into the winter months. Everybody needs the heat on. And, you know, you don't want to have to call somebody in the middle of the night who might not be able to get there because you have no heat. Yeah, um, yeah that would be my husband. <laughs> yeah, that would be Mark. <laughs> Please don't call my husband in the middle of the night. Um, I think one of the things that we sort of touched upon that I think is really important is think of these things a few months ahead of time. So, um, you know, if you have to, you, you, if you have to have your uh, heating system sort of cleaned and maintained, you should have probably called a month ago because now these guys are going to be backed up. You know what I mean? So I think when you talked about the flu and the raccoon, I think you should have your chimney cleaned. So you should be calling that person. 
maybe it's a good time to, because you're not using your central AC, if you have forced hot water for heat and central AC, get your, get those cleaned out now because the duct work and everything, because chances are those guys might be a little bit slower right now and you can get that done. So when you, if you are coming on the market in the spring, that's already done. So try to get all these maintenance things done. It shows the buyer that you care about your home. That's called pride of ownership. And you want them to feel proud of the home that they just purchased. So I think by keeping up with the maintenance is, you know, one of the most important tips. And your appliances, have them have a once over. I had a house, put it on the market two days before the dishwasher, kapoom, it left. Mm. It's in heaven. So <laughs> anything else? Any other callers or anything else like that? All, All clear right. on the back end. Okay, so um, what do we have? We have two minutes left. So I would say the last thing I have to say is call a professional realtor and have them do a walkthrough. Mm -hmm. Whether it's tomorrow or it's two years from now or five years from now that you want to sell. Mm -hmm. Do your homework so that you can make better choices. Let the professional come in. Be honest. Most of us real estate agents, we're here for the long haul. If mm -hmm. you tell me you want to sell in five years, I can almost guarantee you I'm going to be around in five years. Mm -hmm. I'll help you. Yep. I'm not, I'm, just because you called me doesn't mean I want to put the house on the market tomorrow. I'm here to help you find where you want to be. So don't be afraid to call us. I love that you said that. You know, and we, I talked to people out of selling their houses this year because I just didn't think it was the right thing for them to do. They asked me what my professional opinion was and I was like, why would you ever leave? You know, you don't need to, but I hope when the day comes that you do, I hope that you'd like the advice I gave you and that you will call us. So yeah, speaking of calling us, you can call us here at the office, 781-826-8000. And I can connect you to whoever you want to talk to. Yes, we have a <laughs> bunch of great real estate agents here. And Teresa, can you give everybody your cell phone number so they can uh, get in touch with you if they have um, any real estate needs? I'd be glad to. 781-801-6636. One more time. 781-801-6636. All right. Well, you did uh, just hear us here at Talk Real Estate Roundtable live on WATD. You can catch all of our past shows on Talk Real Estate Roundtable. We have the podcast. You can go online.com. Just put to that. Uh, Dustin Hughes, congratulations again. Thank you for all your hard work with this radio show. We really appreciate you. We hope you're feeling better. But if not, please stay home tomorrow and work <laughs> from home. <laughs> Melissa, as always, you're the best of the best. That's why we call you our everything here at Boston Connect Real Estate. 781-826-8000. You can get in touch with us anytime you need us. We will see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you. WATD FM Marshfield, WBMS Brockton. This is the South Shores Radio Station, 95.9 FM WATD. Streaming online at 95.9WATD.com and with your smart speaker just by saying play WATD. It's time you learned about a smarter approach to investing so you can protect your future. Chris Laton of Cape Retirement Wealth Advisors, with over two decades of experience, has the expertise to help you live your dreams and enjoy a happy and sustainable retirement. Now, Cape Retirement Radio with Chris Luton and Eileen Curran. Welcome, everybody, to Cape Retirement Radio. I'm Eileen Curran here with Chris Laton, the founder of Cape Retirement Wealth Advisors. Chris is a financial advisor who really focuses in on retirement income planning, asset management.